You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, John Schwab here, and welcome to episode 168 of the Curtain Call podcast. Now, Curtain Call is the podcast that takes you deep behind the scenes of the theater world, bringing you in-depth conversations with the story makers that are shaping the future of theater, both here, Broadway, around the world. Now, we pull back the curtain to reveal the stories behind the stories, give you a glimpse into the backstage world like no other podcast does. And what can I say, y'all? It has been a minute Thank you for uh, hanging around. So much has been going on over the last year and a half. I've been away filming a lot. I do apologize, but the podcast is still going strong. And I will be bringing you the interviews that you want to hear from some fantastic shows coming to London Town this year, including the new musical, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I cannot wait. I've heard some music from that. Uh, and it is glorious. Uh, there's also some things like old friends coming to the Gilgood. I cannot wait. I'm going to put in some uh, some interview requests for Leah Salonga there and uh, Bernadette Peters. But, you know, I can't promise anything, but I'm promising you things. So uh, keep tuned. Keep listening. And speaking of old friends, and by old, I ain't talking about our ages, people. Today, I'm talking to the force of nature that is Cedaring Fox. I've known her for many, many years. Cedaring's most incredible achievement in, in, in my mind and in my in my heart and I think probably in hers too is the founding of Word Theatre. She is the founder and artistic director of Word Theatre which uh, she started way back in 2003 and along with Kirsty Peart here in the UK, Word Theatre and Cedaring have been casting top film, TV and theatre actors in readings of works by the world's finest contemporary authors. I mean we're talking about talents such as Olivia Williams, Damian Lewis, Elizabeth McGovern, Radon Chong, Rashawn Stone, Jimmy Chan, Maureen Lippman, Zachary Quinto, Danny Sapani, and 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 and, and a hundred, hundreds more. Um, and not that's that's not even beginning to talk about the writers, which we do in the podcast. But um, so cannot wait for you to to hear about those. But I've been lucky enough, extremely lucky enough, to be included in those names and have appeared at a at a number of word theater events over the years, and, and hopefully many, many, many more. Cedaring, Kirsty. Now, um, Cedaring and Kirsty have built an incredible thing here, and I am so excited to bring you this conversation with Cedaring ahead of her of two very important dates in the word theater calendar over here in London. And and, and there's another uh, a couple of dates that we'll talk about in uh, in LA. So for those of you who are stateside, uh, we'll talk about all of this, and I will put details of all of that. Uh, 
in the show notes as well. But I, man, I'm rambling here because it's so good to be back recording for the Curtain Call podcast. Now, I sat down in front of my computer here in cold, cold, gray, cold London while Cedaring was sitting in her Hollywood Hills gorgeous home. And it is gorgeous, people. Um, and uh, to talk to her about all things word theater. And, um, you know, she was she was preparing lunch. And, and well, Brian, her love of her life, was, was preparing lunch in the background towards the end of our interview. So um, uh, you might hear some things happening. Cedaring okay. She wasn't being hit with pots and pans. Um, but anyway, I really hope you enjoy the podcast. Have a listen. Petering, I've just pressed record. We should we should talk about word theater, baby. Oh, should we talk about word we theater? We should talk about um, word theater. Okay. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to have you on this podcast, Petering. I, I have known you for decades and, um, and it's I, this is the first time I've had you on the show and I can't believe it's taken this long and we need to rectify this. And I just, Cedaring Fox, the incredible, like energizer bunny that is Cedaring Fox. Um, <laughs> let's take you back to how word theater started. And if you haven't heard of word theater, you're about to get your eyes open and ears open to something, uh, something else. But Cedaring, can you just- The only thing I can think of, John, is- it was 20 years ago today. <laughs> okay, so. Nice. 20, a little more than 20 years ago. Oh my this, gosh. I've been, doing, I've been doing this thing in Los Angeles for a long time where I get great actors into the same room as great writers. And yeah. so I cast and direct the actors to, to read the stories. And this unbelievable, talk about the Energizer bunny. bunny. She makes me look like a lazy <laughs> cow, moo. Um, Kirstie Peart, who has a yeah. screenplay about a cow, as a matter of fact, which you're yes. involved with. Um, uh -huh. Kirstie came, she was in Los Angeles doing a producer's course at UCLA and she wandered into one of my programs. And I had recently started my own talk fest, I guess, salon. Yeah. It's really a salon. And so we had about a hundred people having dinner and then there were stories and this absolutely wonderful creature came up to me and she goes, oh my God, you know, we've got to do this in <laughs> London, right? You can just see her. Yes, I can see, I, I can hear her and see her, yes. It's so wonderful. And I said, okay. And the next thing you know, we are opening in London with Brian Cox, who actually did one of the very first wow. shows here, Brian Cox, his son, Alan Cox, Brian got Bill Nye. I was watching wow. um, Damien, Damien Lewis and Gina McKee in the Forsyth saga. So I called Gina's agent and I said, <laughs> would really love you to do yes. this. Thing. And she came along and this whole thing started and never stopped. And we are actually celebrating the 20th anniversary of Word Theater oh this my fall goodness. in London. And well, in fact, we have a 20th anniversary gala happening at the Lansdowne Club on October 11th. Oh, but amazing. That, yeah, it's gonna be really, it's gonna be really special. But before we get to that, we have done shows in Los Angeles, New York, London, and then kind of around the UK, yeah. um, you have been very 
much a part of some of these <laughs> mad adventures of ours. Yes. I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Why not? I mean, I, of course, because um, they I are beautiful mad adventures. That, that, yeah. I think you're one of Jenny, Jenny Cooper. Yep. Introduced us. So, right. so we had been at the Cannes Film Festival because I was working in the film business still. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she said, you've got to meet this great guy. And I went and saw you with my little daughter, Lillian, right. in, oh in um, the Reduced Shakespeare. Reduced Shakespeare Company. 30, 36 plays. And, and my daughter was like, well, Lillian was about seven. So that means we've yeah. known each other for about 18 years, or 17 yeah. years, something like that. That's crazy. And she was crying laughing. She, we were howling. And I met you after the show, and within the first five minutes of talking, do you remember this? I said, yeah. I work with a great actor, Jeremy, and you go, he's married yes. to my best friend, Mary. Exactly, Mary, Mary Stewart Masterson. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable, right? Yeah. So, so we start talking about all these great actors doing word theater, and you and I knew so many people. I recruited you immediately, yeah. and I think it was right so we would do we would do shows in places like, oh, and then you introduced us to David Soul for the Cafe de Paris show. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. it was a benefit for Treehouse, was... which is Nick Hornby's. That's right. He founded the charity, and it's morphed into another name now. But um, I've just I've just actually had a Zoom with Nick because another of his stories, not one that was done that night, but Alfred Molina read. And it's Ugh. up on the, we have a free podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, so we you must listen to it, guys. And we'll put all this in the show notes as well. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Wordtheater.org. It's the Word Theater Short Story Podcast. And every week, a story that has been recorded live, usually with the author in the room, is, is shared for free for about two months. And um, anyway, that show that we did right after... You and I had become friends. Yep. I guess it was like 2005 or something. Yeah. And like then that. we were together at Kirsty's apartment in London and we needed an American to do, you were already work doing yep. something else in the show. And it was this big benefit to raise funds for autism research. And we've often collaborated with different nonprofits to raise funds that's for right. their organization. We're a nonprofit as well. But um, so Nick had written this absolutely beautiful story about his experience of having a child with autism, mm. which Mark Addy read at that particular That's right. benefit. And we had, oh my God, we had um, Lindsay Duncan read, Ben Miller read. Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried yeah. It was pretty amazing. And we were short one actor for this absolutely gorgeous Tobias Wolf story, which yep. is to me one of the great stories of all times called Bullet in the Brain. Oh. You had just worked with That's right. David Soul. That's right. And I said, David Soul, Starsky and yeah. Hutch. And Starsky said, and Hutch, baby. You said he's amazing. Yeah. And I think you're amazing. So I took your word for it, tracked him down. And it was like a Friday night. It was a, yeah. and, the, and the event was on Saturday or something crazy. Yep. A Cafe de Paris with 200 people coming. It was crazy. Or more, maybe 250. His manager answers, calls him. He shows up to rehearse the next morning or whatever. It has been a love affair ever since. Yeah. 
he and all the actors, he went last. All the actors are thinking Starsky and Hutch, right? Yeah. David. Yeah. Yeah. He blew the roof off the cafe. He blew the roof off. They went and listen, it's not hyperbolic here. I was there. He they went mental for his his that story. They the the applause it was screamed. Yeah. I mean, Ben, I was standing next to Ben Miller in the back of the room and Ben Ben's jaw was down to his belly button. I'm everybody <laughs> we I mean, nobody breathed. It That's was right. a brilliant performance. And I gotta tell you, he is one of the most passionate, intelligent, cares about literature, cares about mm. language, serious actors I know. And yeah. the performance that he's done for us over the years, including, um, do you remember the summer when Brian Cox and David Soul were at Latitude and became best buds? I, you know, I, I sent a picture to you not so long ago. I remember because I was, I, I came across this memory and I don't know why, maybe because it was a, you know, how Facebook throws these things up and, I, and this picture came up and it definitely wasn't around the time. And I went, oh my gosh, there's little old me <laughs> oh watching David Soul performing that story with Brian Cox behind him. I mean, it's an incredible, listen, Cedaring, the, the magic, what you've just described is the magic of short storytelling and what you've done and what Word Theater have done is to bring it to audiences that maybe, especially here in the UK, it's really not done where you sit back and listen to a short story being told. I mean, this is a, this is what humans have been doing for centuries, for, for, for millennia, is being told stories to teach, to enrich lives, to learn lessons, listen to parables. And it's an, it's an incredible evening and incredible events. And it's not just short stories. What you've managed to do is create events that bring all types of art together. So you will have musicians mm -hmm, mm -hmm. perform. That's always been a good part of it. Yeah. That's something that's completely unique to you in word theater. Um, you know, what was that just because you wanted to, to, to even, you know, make the evenings bigger? You brought up a lot of things. Um, performing at Latitude where you might have 3,000 people hovering, you know, sta standing room only at the literary arena with Florence and the Machine blasting off in the background. <laughs> yes. You have to be doing something right to hold people's attention. And Correct. what the success, I believe, of word theater is the alchemy that actually trans that happens when the right actor has stepped into a brilliant piece of writing. Yes. And we rehearse these stories. And mm -hmm. every, what's so unusual, I think, is how willing these this very high caliber of actors that we've managed to attract over all the years, how willing they are to spend a lot of time pulling a story apart and then stepping into it and having it come out of them as if they're writing it in front of you. Yeah. And there's something that happens to the molecules in the room. Every, every yeah. kind of, everybody sort of the focus goes in and everyone is listening and everyone is hearing what's happening. So the musical element 
came along a couple of things. I fell in love with a senior music agent at CAA who mm -hmm. took me to a big show early on at the Staples Center. And it was uh, Nicki Minaj, whom he doesn't handle anymore. Right. But it was Nicki, 20,000 people in Los Angeles, really enjoying this woman strutting her stuff with nine female dancers behind her. And I am watching this thing and I was working with a writer that I've, one of my all time favorite American writers, his name is John Edgar Wideman. And he kind of chronicles the black African-American experience has been publishing since the year Langston Hughes died. He's been publishing for like wow. 54 years. He's a, he's a MacArthur Genius Grant recipient. He's um, the first writer in America to win two consecutive Penn Faulkner Awards. He's a genius writer. And his, his work is very dense. And, and I was working on a collection of very, very short stories. And, and, I, and after each story, it could be a page long or two pages or three pages long, but it's almost as though you need time to process it. Yeah. So what I thought is for this big show we did at the Ford Amphitheater here, um, this way back in 2012, I thought we need music and dancers to punctuate wow. these stories. And we sold out this uh, 1200 seat amphitheater here in Los Angeles, the Ford Amphitheater and bust in 500 kids who had never been to the theater before. No. High school and their teachers. And it was the most riveting thing. People were ecstatic. And I felt that the music added, we had a DJ actually, and the dancers, we had this troupe of hip hop dancers. And it, it allowed you time to process because some of the things are, you have to think about and they're not easy. I don't gravitate toward, to be honest, fluffy stories. I gravitate yeah. toward kind of grab you by the throat yeah. Great literature, right? Yeah. But when you hear a great actor read it, it, it it's not highfalutin at all. It's like ha us having a conversation. It's, yeah. It's so real. ever since then, I've been meeting through Brian so many interesting people in the music business. And by sheer, yeah, by, 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 by sheer luck, I've sort of grown the repertoire of people and then people introduce us to people, introduce us to people. Yeah, and, yeah. and then we, you know, then we, we did the jazz shows for the London yes. Jazz Festival that I created. And we're actually doing a version of that now at the London Jazz Festival and sort of incorporating what happened in Los Angeles in jazz, where people, Jelly Roll Morton's encouraged people to move out Amazing. to California in the twenties. And 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 do that but um and you know settle and there was this incredibly vibrant jazz scene that happened along central avenue which is complicated from a racial point of view because it's sort of the only place that they were really allowed to go live back in the early uh part of the century the the 20s 30s but um but fascinating the music that came out of that i've had my my nose deep in in so <laughs> many different books but the idea of music is really quite um it's it's such a great element unto itself and and when dance is required i really like 
adding that. But sometimes yeah. it's the violin player like Lizzie Ball. Lizzie Ball, who is just Kirstie I mean, brought into this mix. That is Lizzie Ball, and we'll we'll talk about her in a minute because she's involved in a show we're gonna we're gonna end with. But I've I've had the absolute privilege of being on stage with her when she's playing behind. I mean, it's really hard to, you know, we're doing something to, we're doing this podcast to bring awareness to word theater and some of the shows. And it, it sounds like if I'm overly praising and blowing sunshine, I'm telling you, I get chill bumps when I list, when I think about the times of being on stage with Lizzie Ball playing an incredible, the, the, the violinist, just incredible. When I, when I, David Soul punching his, you know, punching the baseball in his glove heads, I get chill bumps. My wife still remembers him. And yes, and, uh, you know, you also, we've just, um, my son's just celebrated his 21st birthday. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and 18 years ago on Sunday, my son nearly, we, we nearly lost him to an, to an anaphylactic reaction to nuts. And you said to me, John, let's do a show we can to raise money for the anaphylaxis campaign. That was the first time that we as a family raised money. As the first time we raised money. One of the most brilliant stories ever. Influenced, I might add, (laughs) by Stephen Tobolowski. Oh my gosh. So listen. Writing (laughs) short stories. I got him to start writing short stories and I'm so excited that he's such, he's such a great writer and you were so influenced by him. And then a hundred percent, but this is what I'm talking to. So this has grown like you, you know, I could go through the, 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 the people that I've listened to, the people I've worked with, but you know, you've mentioned Bill Pullman, you've mentioned Bill Nighy, um, uh, Brian Cox. Um, you know, you've, you've got Danny Sapani, Chipo. Ray Don Chong, Gemma Chan, like, um, you know, how about the writers? And the right, like, okay, Dan Sean. All right, you introduced me to Dan Sean. I've never, I went on the, which you also do a writer's retreat. And I went on a writer's retreat. Dan Sean was teaching and it changed my life, Cedaring. Yeah, oh, you're a great writer. It, it, it made me realize that I could tell a story. And in, in, um, Dan Sean was beautiful. Uh, Lionel Shriver has written one of my favorite ever short stories called Prepositions. I absolutely love that short story. But Brian Doyle, Ben L. Oakley, Eda Perlman, you know, there's so many writers that it's impossible for me to big up enough what you've managed to achieve and build with word theater. You bring in the best actors. You bring in the best writers. Can you just take me through some of your... Kirsty has been, you know, Kirsty, who's being such a successful animation writer Days with all sorts of series at, for Disney and the BBC. And stuff. She was actually in the footlights at Cambridge. And because of that, she ha- there's this web of connections that she b- started bringing in very, yeah. very early on. And, and then it was Kirsty's idea to hook up with something that's now defunct. But in 2010, they started... Uh, the, the Sunday Times started the richest short story prize in the world. Right. And and so they would have six finalists and then whoever won would get a 30,000 pound prize. It sounds like it's, they, they've lost, they, they don't have a sponsor yeah. for now. But they had a, they had a wonderful sponsor at the time. And Kirsty approached them and said, why don't, why doesn't Word Theater cast and direct actors to read the six finalists? 
And it was, it, we had this yeah. wonderful collaboration for about seven years. And the, the head of marketing at the bank that was funding it really took a shine to what we were doing. And so he really helped with our sponsorship. And that allowed us to do, we did a whole show about cricket. Do you remember this? Oh gosh, that, that, words um, and wickets. Words and wickets. That oh. was, that was, yeah, Kirsty and, um, and her best friend, Katie. Um, Damien Lewis did that. Damien Lewis, and, the yeah. captain of the, the actors team. And, and we, they played against the authors. And, <laughs> and we were That's at Starling and we did a whole yeah. show that I created about the history of cricket. It was the amazing. The thing about word theater is, though, there's one disconnect. It's you almost have to experience it to mm. understand the power. Yeah. Because, like I said, the molecules change. Something changes in you. We say, step into the story, be transformed. There is something about the level of excellence of the writing met by an actor. Inhabiting is the only word I can is the only word I can use. And and we had uh, Nicholas Royal who has been doing, he's been editing best British short stories for the last 12 or now 13 years, I believe, came up to speak at our writer's workshop a couple of years ago and spent the night there and had a, you know, gave a beautiful talk and was meeting all the 14 participants at the workshop. And the next morning after breakfast, he pulled Kirsty and, and, and me aside and he said, you've created a movement. Yes. And I thought, wow, that's right. Because once somebody gets involved in word theater as an, an author or an actor, they get really excited for authors. Mm. We're really an authors-led movement. We're an authors-led organization. We start with the story. I spend a lot, a lot, a lot of time looking for these yeah. stories. And I was telling Nick Hornby the other day, that his stories, there's something, he, he does not have many stories, but the stories he has are the kinds of stories I look for because something happens in the course of a story. It's going along, you're going along, you're listening to the story, you're enjoying a story, and then something happens. So you, your whole perspective shifts and yeah. you go, oh, there's a humanity. There's a, an unpretentious humanity to the stories yeah. that I look for that allows us, allows me to feel more connected to people that I wouldn't normally feel connected to. And we are not a particularly rich organization. This is, we're in, in some ways, we're going against the grain as mm. language is being truncated, people are moving yeah. faster, everybody wants everything in, in quick sound bites. But what, what I find is that humans crave what you started to say at the beginning, sort of the oral tradition yes. where, yeah. where you're together with in the town, in the town square with the, with the king Communing. and the, the, yeah. the, the, the peasants and everyone is all together because a great story works. You can be the plumber or the president and it, if it's a good story, it will really move you. You will oh. connect. And years ago, right when I really had started word theater with a, this is going to be what I'm really committed to for the rest of my life. 
So it was 2003. And in the course of one week, I got two emails from two very, very, very different people. And one of them said, when I leave a word theater performance, I feel so much more compassion for the people I pass on the street. And the other oh. woman was, a, well, the other was a woman. Um, the first was a, um, a gore, you know, an ABC producer, gorgeous, black, gay, fabulous, brilliant guy. And this was a, an elderly woman um, who had lost her husband and she wrote to me and said, word theater is the church I've always been looking for. Amen, Cedaring. But when I have felt, you know, when I felt like, especially during the pandemic, and you think, what are you doing? You're just pushing this rock up the hill. Who cares? Ian Hart calls me out of the blue from South Africa and says, I was just thinking about you. What you do is so important. Don't ever stop. And I, I, I burst into tears because I was sitting alone in my garage working going does anybody care all right we're gonna take a quick little break for a short word from our sponsors dreaming of a better sleep tossing and turning is not your destiny and ollie is here to help ollie invites you to sink into sweet sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness more than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. And now for the concluding part of this week's Curtain Call podcast. I, mean, I would urge anyone listening and you you'll i would like you to tell me about the the show that's coming up on the 18th of june i would urge people to go because what you've talked about being in the room of a word theater show is like no other thing you will ever experience anywhere you could hear pins drop you hear people leaning in to go what is the next word going to be and you will laugh and you will cry and you will get chill bumps like I've got right now talking about it and you will come away having experienced something a hundred percent unique and you're in the room with the actors who are there on your level who are also listening to stories being told and you can and it's just a room of people communing and experiencing something collectively and you all leave on this high, on this, we've just done something that's incredible. So, oh, I mean, I could go on and gush, 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 but I, I would love for you to tell me about the, the, the next show that's coming up here in London the, um, is, is something in, that's super important. Can you tell me why you're doing it and, and what it is? Well, we have had the great pleasure of working on the stories of Hanif Qureshi. Yes. In fact, last spring, it was... We, I took a story of his and cast four actors. It was Indira Varma, oh, uh, Derek Riddle, um, um, Nina Sosanya, and mm. Rashawn Stone, I think. Yeah, yep. there was four of them. I broke it up into four voices called She Said, He Said. And it worked like gangbusters. And he wanted to come. Hanif wanted to come. He's been in the room before. He wanted to come, but he was shooting a TV series in Rome. So he couldn't make it. And we got the video because we do videotape our stories. And we do. Yep. One of the things I'd like to mention is that we have 
we are really sustained by a membership base where yeah. people sign up for an annual membership, $150 a year breaks down to 110 pounds or 10 pounds, eight pounds yeah. a month or something ridiculous. Yeah. And that helps support the, the podcast, but it also really helps support our, we go into schools, we go into under-resourced yes. schools and we create these events, which are, are very bespoke and labor intensive. So, so I had, and we film them all. And if you're a member, you can actually watch the events that we filmed on your members page. So it's, you know, it's up there and it's beautiful. And, and that's, if, if you live in Zimbabwe, which people yeah. do, you can actually you watch. Can watch. It, you know? yeah. And because uh, we had a great writer from Zimbabwe. We're number one on Apple Podcasts in Zimbabwe, by the way. Yes. Okay. Just saying. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, so so Hanif couldn't come. He was in Rome. We filmed the event. I had his story to send him. I wanted to send him the whole show. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if this happens to you, but I seem. it feels like lately I keep finding things in my drafts that I meant to send. Yeah. Anyway, so in December of this past year, I read that Hanif had taken a fall while in Rome. And when he came out of it, he had lost the use of his arms and his legs. Oh my gosh, yeah. And he started a blog, which his son is helping him trans, he speaks, He's, his mind mm -hmm. is completely fine. He's doing rehab, I understand from his, his last uh, communique that he's, you know, doing some work with his legs. Um, but yeah, but is still, you know, in rehab yeah. in Rome. So I wrote to him in January when I, when I first read about this and I said, I'd love to do something to help and let's do an evening of your stories. And by the way, here's it's been sitting in my drafts for six months. Here's the last one we did with the four actors, which was so brilliant. And he said, I would, he wrote back immediately. I would absolutely love that. And so we're going to take a portion of the proceeds and, of course, ask for donations because he's been in rehab in Rome. He's trying to get back to London. But this guy is such a great writer. So I called on perfect actors for the job, Ian Hart, Gina Bellman, Karen Bryson, whom I just met but was admiring on the split, and uh, Shameless is, is joining us for the first time. But we also have Miana Burring and um, Ray Penthaki on board. So these five actors will all be involved. Um, Miana and Ray are reading a story together. It's four stories, five actors. So Ian, Gina, and Karen Bryson, and then Ray and Miana. So that is going to happen. And we have the inimitable Lizzie Ball, who has toured the world with Hugh Jackman. She's toured the world with Brian Ferry, extraordinary virtuoso violinist, can do anything. She's always at the at Ronnie Scott's. She'll be involved. And then we have um, a classical pianist named David Lomprier Lawton, who's played with us before, who happens to be in town and available. So it's an evening of these remarkable stories with some of this incredible music. And before that, if anybody is in Los Angeles on June 1st, we have an all-star cast with Alfred Molina and J.K. Simmons and Laura Sangiacomo, and I think it's 10 actors 
and two great musicians, a Cuban cellist named Sofia Bacalar and Star Perotti, who's our Grammy award-winning pianist and composer, doing an event of Brian Doyle stories. And you can hear Brian Doyle stories up on the podcast right now. And you can hear the Nick Hornby story and a whole bunch of other stories up on Word Theater Short Story Podcast. But Brian Doyle, the stories on the podcast we did in London with Danny Sapani, Harriet Walter, Guy Paul, and Emma Hamilton. And they're they're just beautiful. And we're doing all new selections of stories on June 1st at the Grammy Museum in downtown Los Angeles by a remarkable writer who tragically died of a geoblastoma in 2017. And I'm on a mission to share his stories with the world. So that's what's going on. I'm going to ask you a question and I'd like you to answer it. And this is Cedaring, when somebody comes to see a show, uh, any of your word theater shows, and they've been so many successful ones, what is the one thing that you would like them to take away from that show and move forward with their experience of art or word as art or stories as art? What would you like them to take from the shows? When people leave a word theater event, I would like them to feel a compassion and empathy for other people. Because if you spend time walking in someone else's shoes and allow yourself to find the things that you have in common, it makes you a more loving person in general to make space for stories of what it is to be human, to celebrate the quirks and foibles and pains that we all have, to, to take things out of your pocket that you've been shoving down there and pull them out and have, have, a, have a look at them and, and know that they are, you know, it's part and parcel of this thing called life. And being human is kind of great and kind of messy and kind of funny and kind of painful and and beautiful basically you know the thing about it is these authors have lived through these stories they whether they're you know there's always a little bit of autobiography but 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 there's but but the fact is that they've crafted these stories in such a way they've kind of lived, whether it's fully in their imagination or in their real lives, through these stories and survived. And they kind of give us a roadmap for survival, if you don't mind me saying so. Because like I said, I don't always pick the ha-ha stories. I pick the great stories, rich, rich, great stories. And, and, um, that's that's I, I want to I want people to feel more connected and f- feel more um, as if they're they're part of this river of humanity, which we all are for for better for worse, rather than separating ourselves and being divided f- from others. Just just know we're all human, and that's that's what's going on. Ah, uh, 
Cedaring, I absolutely love you. I want everyone to go to wordtheater.org, sign up, become a member, support this incredible movement, as you say. Come see the show on the 18th of June. Um, I, I will be there. You will be there. Kirsty will be there. It's going to be an incredible evening. Um, I will put all of this in the show notes. Cedaring, I, you know how much I adore you. I love what you do, and um, I cannot wait to see how... How it goes. And for all you big uh, money bags out there who need to sponsor a, a, a movement as well, you know, we the corporate sponsorship, it's any everything is on the table. But come come see the shows. Come and see. And we're on that. We're does. on the cusp of getting charitable status in the UK. We're a full on nonprofit in the US. And and we haven't even talked about all the work we do in schools, but it's uh, we had Jason we, we, Isaacs we could, and Damian Maloney another, there. <laughs> yeah, there's way too much podcast. to talk about. Oh, uh, listen, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day and and, uh, and uh, during lunchtime as well. Um, but Cedar Ring, I love you, um, and I will see I love you here you, in Johnny London Boy. in a month's time. Thank you, thank you. Yes, go to wordtheater.org and click on the events tab and register, that'll take you right into the box office. So hope to see you on the 18th. And if anybody is listening in Los Angeles, June 1st at the Grammy Museum, you'll find the ticket still, wordtheater.org slash events. Thanks everyone. Founder and artistic director of Word Theater, Cedaring Fox. Thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you check the show notes for links. Uh, but before we go, just a quick reminder to say that if you like this episode or indeed any of our episodes of the Curtain Call podcast, please go to whichever fine streaming platform you use. Leave us a rating uh, and leave us a review. It really does help others like your fine self. Uh, to discover the podcast. I thank you in advance. And if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on all the socials at John Schwab, J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. You can also find out about Word Theater by visiting wordtheater.org. That's theater with uh, R-E. Uh, and if you want to, uh, to find on the socials, they're uh, at Word Theater, all one word, on Twitter and Insta. Uh, and listen, I'm always at the Word Theater events as an audience member and sometimes as a reader. So I will hopefully see you there. Thank you all for listening. We'll speak soon and stay safe. Bye. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.